What's up, everyone? I'm April Woodard, and this is The Media Brew, your daily fix of what's happening in pop culture. Now, you may have seen the hashtag MeToo scrolling down your Twitter feed or all over social media with celebs and everyday people and people you wouldn't even expect coming out and standing in solidarity with the celebs that have been the victims of sexual assault and rape. And this is a huge story. People like Gabby Union are speaking out, and for good reason. It's become really a big deal. So last episode, we talked about Harvey Weinstein and all of this mess. He was accused of sexual assault and rape to multiple women. This led to the hashtag MeToo, where actresses and many other women told their stories of sexual assault. It was originally started by Tarana Burke many, many years ago. Like I said before, it was Gabrielle Union, Alyssa Milana, and Reese Witherspoon, just to name a few. Lapita Nyong'o actually addressed her sexual assault with Weinstein, but he came out and said that he doesn't recall it happening that way. Weinstein has not been seen out in public or released a statement, but we should hear from him soon. Actually, today we have a special guest with us. Officer Michael T. Stewart is with us. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And yes, um, I'm Officer Michael Stewart. I'm the crime prevention officer here at Hampton University. Uh, I actually began my tenure here at Hampton University as a night monitor at Harkness Hall. And then ultimately I became a live-in residence hall director before going to Philadelphia to teach middle school. I came back to Hampton University and joined the police force. And as the crime prevention officer, I generally receive those reported cases. They will come across my desk and uh, gather those stats. So, Officer Stewart, what do you think about the trend of Me Too? Well, I'm so happy that this has begun. It's actually long overdue. It should have happened a long time ago. Uh, myself being a survivor of sexual assault, um, you know, it's oftentimes it's just not talked about, you know, for many reasons, mostly because people are ashamed and afraid. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this means for survivors, like the fact that this is coming out and people are now speaking about it? Like, what does this mean for survivors? Well, I think that what it's doing now is creating a platform that makes it now very comfortable for those who have been victimized to be able to come forward knowing that they are not alone, they're not isolated in this incident, that there are other people that have experienced similar, if not the same thing. And so with that now, that unity that is being formed, it kind of empowers them now to be able to speak more candidly about what's happened. And I've actually seen that um, with, like, family members of myself. Fortunately, I've never been a victim of sexual assault. And I've seen, like, on Facebook, a lot of my family members will be posting, um, like, profile or not profiles, but statuses with, like, hashtag me too. And I wouldn't even have known that, that, that that's something that they had experienced until, like, this hashtag had come out. So I think it's an unfortunate thing that's having to happen, but I think it's a good thing because... It's starting conversations so that change can actually be made. Yeah, I know in church we had a woman who came forward, and she was supposed to just do the affirmation. And she came forward and said not only her dad had sexually assaulted her, her uncle had sexually assaulted her. And that led to alcoholism and all kinds of problems. But because she came forward, four more people from church came to her. And my question is, now that it's out, now that we feel confident about talking about it, what do we do? Well... It's good that folks are now finally talking about it. Of course, um, that's one side of the, the whole picture. The other side of the picture is we need our legislators to understand that this is a serious matter that needs to be properly addressed and properly adjudicated. And those who are victims need some assurances that once they have come open with what has happened, that it is going to be addressed and it is going to go further than just somebody saying, oh, what a shame that shouldn't have happened. Well, Officer Stewart, it's funny that you say, you know, our legislators, but just today they released a, a report that women in the U.S. state houses are saying Me Too, and they're saying that lawmakers and 
lobbyists and other women have been harassed and intimidated trying to negotiate legislation by men who are more powerful than them. So if the people who are supposed to be making the laws to protect us also are victims, my question is to the group, I mean, what do we do? I mean, that's that's like, that's like a lot to think about at one point because it's like, I, I mean, I don't know, like, that's a lot to kind of think about because if you can't even speak to the people who are supposed to be helping you to make a change, then I feel like people will feel like discouraged to even say anything to make a change. So it's like at that point, it's like you got to get the bad people out of the office. But there's so many bad exactly. People. So that's that's a that's a whole like. Do we have anybody left? <laughs> exactly, that's a whole like rabbit trail you got to go down. So like. It re- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, how do you eat the elephant? You know, do you cook them first or do you just go ahead and dig in? Do you, do you take a big bite or do you take little chunks of bites? You know, mm-hmm. and so, yes, we have to educate uh, our people, you know, to understand the voting process and not just to go out and vote, but know who your candidates are, know what they stand for, know what causes they will get behind. And if your cause is such, you want to select candidates that will champion your cause. And those are the people that we need in office making these legislative decisions. And so I guess, you know, it's going to, it's a long process. It's not going to happen quickly, yeah. but we got to start somewhere. And it's got to begin with knowing who your candidates are. Well, us in Virginia, we get to vote November 7th. So, I mean, that is a step that you can take immediately right around Go the corner. Go vote. Yeah. vote. Yeah, if we can vote. But, uh, you know, my thing is it's, it's a cultural thing. And, you know, it's so hard to change a culture. Because, I mean, I was talking to somebody earlier and I was saying, you know, the United States is a culture of capitalism. That is the way we have run things forever. How do we change it from being capitalist to some other way? You know, and so how do we change, you know, this behavior of the powerful uh, preying upon the powerless? How do we change it? I mean, I think it's, you know, one step at a time, one thing at a time. You know, it's how we raise our children. Mm -hmm. It's how we raise our boys. It's how we you know, teach as a professor, teach students on college campuses. And it may be beyond, you know, the subject that you're teaching, but it may just be say, hey, look, you know, this is how you should handle things. This is how you have to look at things differently now because not everybody's on the same page. Yeah, um, I think we really are taking that first step because now everyone is talking about it, and that's definitely the first step to getting something done about it. Um, I think that eventually, since we are coming out about it, that will change everything um, about how the people in authority will handle things because maybe they didn't think this happened as much as it does. So mm-hmm. when we get the word out, I think that's the first step. I think that like also when it comes to making change, and when you know that someone is doing something wrong, I think Harvey Weinstein is a great example. Strip away their power. Take it away from them yeah. so they know that there are consequences. I think that's a problem that we have in society a lot of times is that we know when something is happening, but we sweep it on the rug. Uh, sweep it under the rug, act like nothing is happening, and so th- it continues to happen. When you take away their power, when you say that, no, we're, we're not going to let this stand, then maybe people will take the issues more seriously and be like, okay, yeah, we need to change things. We need to get these people out of power. We need to, you know... Hold them accountable. Yeah, like... I hate to be the party pooper, y'all. He was in power for many, many years. It wasn't until he lost power that people came out and said something about him. Yeah. So while he was in power, you had all these people who weren't saying anything. They were joking on, you know, so how on do we change award that? shows. Yeah. I, I, 
Yeah, I don't know that I have the answer. I mean, I guess this is a step because now people are feeling empowered in numbers. I mean, when you look at, like, Harvey Weinstein's former assistant, she had a non-disclosure agreement. That means you cannot say anything or you're going to get sued. And she broke it because Mm -hmm. she felt so, you know, passionate and so powerful or empowered by everybody that was coming out so that she could say that, hey, I'm not going to be silent after two decades anymore. So I think that... By seeing other people come out, it does give you the courage to do it. But there has to be a systematic plan to change the way that the powerful people prey upon the powerless. Exactly. It's getting to a point where it seems like numbers make it matter more so than the actual crime, you know, more so than the actual action. It shouldn't have to take 30 or so people to come out to say, okay, well, there may be a problem, you know. We have to address it as soon as it happens, like uh, – uh, what was the situation uh, with uh, Ben Affleck a few right. um, a few years back? They weren't addressing the situations then, and you know it's apparent that everyone knew that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't take for this many people to get involved and say, "Oh, well, me too, me too, me too." For people to say, "Okay, well, maybe he, you know, maybe he did do it," you know. Yeah. Well, you know, one case that I want to bring up real quick because it's just breaking right now is Anthony Weiner. Remember him? Oh, my God. Yeah. He actually is getting 21 months in prison for sexting with a teenager. Wow. So I guess there is some justice. I guess there is, you know, But I mean, this is like busted. his second time. Yeah, tw- I know. Doing this. Yeah. Like, I know. It's not the first time he's done this. Right. Pattern yeah, first. yeah, right. for sure. And, you know, I mean, he even has a documentary about him. But I wow. guess, you know, it's a step, a small step, but it's Very a step nonetheless. Step. Um, Officer Stewart, let me just ask you real quick, you know, from personal experience of having to be an advocate of this and then also a person who has um, been a victim as well. I mean, where does this place you? And it is very different, too, for men because you hear all of these women coming forward. You know, how is it going to change for men as well? You know, uh, just a couple, just last night I had a conversation with a group of young men and we approached uh, what it would look like for men to start coming forward and 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 uh, letting it be known that hey this has happened to me as well and so that is the challenge is to help our males get beyond that male ego mm. you know because that's the first barrier that they're faced with is my ego says no you don't tell this but exactly. I think sure. once we get sure. those who are willing to openly have dialogue about what has happened more males will begin to realize that if I'm going to self-heal, it has to begin with me having somebody that I can tell this to, even if it's just one person in confidence. And then, of course, the next step would be your circle of influence. You know, each one tell one. Okay. And I know there have actually been a number of male celebrities to come out and say that they've been sexually assaulted by um big Hollywood executives. I remember when the Harvey Weinstein story first broke, Terry Crews right. was one of the first guys to come yeah. out and say that. It it happened openly in front of his wife, and he had no idea. He had no idea how to, um, like... Address it. Exactly, because yeah. it was like, it's not something you would expect to happen, and then, like, if you were to say something, you're going to be ostracized in the community, and that's just not something, like, because no one was comfortable saying anything about it at that time. Yeah. I think, you know, going forward... Not that this has happened to me in, in the past as far as seeing it happen to other people. It has happened to me on, you know, multiple occasions in different senses of the word of sexual assault. But I will make a vow at this point that if I know something, I'm going to say something. And I'm going to think about the consequences later. 
in a sense, as long as life and death is not involved. But mm -hmm. I really think that, you know, we have to be Speak vigilant up. and say something when, when especially if a person doesn't have the courage to do it or, or hold their hand and take them somewhere where they can actually report it to someone. Yeah, I feel like making people feel safe and comfortable is like the utmost important because like I feel like a lot of times they don't want to say anything because they feel like, well, if I say something, I'm not going to get this job. If I say something, I'm going to lose my job, like sort of thing. So we just have to make them feel like it's okay to speak out so we can make the change so this doesn't happen, doesn't continue to happen. All right, so I think we had some really good dialogue today and some, you know, commitments that we've made as well. So I want to shout out to my crew today. Q? It's me. It's me, Q. Q in the building. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, the dapper underscore Don, the D-A-P-P-E-R underscore D-O-N. Baby D? And it's Baby D. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore d So that's D with two E's. It's your girl, Maya G. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Maya Nee. So that's M-A-Y-A-N-N-Y-C-E. And of course, we want to thank our producer, Ayana Fields. Big yes. shout out. And, yeah. And Officer Stewart, thank you so much for being yes, with us today. You. And make sure you check out all our podcasts at themediabrew.com. And you can follow us on social media at The Media Brew. My handle is 1AprilWoodard on all platforms. Make sure you listen to The Media Brew and check out our website. And we'll give you all your daily fix on what's going on in pop culture from Hollywood to Gotham.